Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Badabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And Kenton, I finally solved the problem, our Tim Hortons problem. Yes, you figured it out. Good to see you, by the way. It's been Good a while. It's too, been yeah. a while since we've been able to record a podcast, partially due to Tim Hortons. I think I would say the lineup has yeah. factored into us not being able to podcast. Students sometimes. also in the podcast booth. Well, that's not their fault. And They're doing an assignment that is, for me. That is, I blame them completely <laughs> for that. And all and um, the end of Ahsoka, which left us drained. And unable to get out of bed. We were so drained. I lost my lust for life after that. I just had no, there was no point in going on. Did you know the end of Ahsoka? And speaking of, we kept, we kept recording podcasts and I kept wondering, wh- where are the other Star Wars podcasts? Have they just given up? Uh, it was straight. But, oh. but, but they were, they had taken the time off during the writer's strike. Which I find to be admirable and pretentious at the same at the same time <laughs> okay, because yeah. it's almost like it's like no I stand with Ray Stevenson and uh, Rosario Dawson and it's sort of like you're a podcast you're a hobbyist in okay. your basement and we are two hobbyists in the school basement true that's very true but I have a th- yeah. I have something to say about that because yes the the actor strike finally ended and we have now people are posting about content and it's happening everywhere not just podcasting yep. it's happening on TikTok all of my friends on TikTok who were previously posting about all their new pickups that they got are doing it again and now it's all starting up again they're all talking about the new movies so the marketing mach- machine is getting going again for and it's interesting how responsive people are to that yeah. uh, people really took that in, into heart and did not post their content they see their they see that as value they see the marketing value in their own content and they well it does it does add up um uh on a similar matter actually I, i've got an offer uh to watch to review a movie on tiktok and if i get enough views i will make money off of it so i'll talk we'll talk about that maybe another time i would never accept that dirt that kidding me that blood money sorry dirt money that blood money i would never accept it just quickly how much do you think they're willing to pay me for a, a million views for well, my, millions uh, of, for my ad, uh, one million yeah. views. Yeah, a million views are. Uh, there was an instructor in New York who said, if anyone goes viral with a million views, you won't have to rank the test. Uh, oh, well, and, that, that's and, true. And so, and so that's how big that is. Yes. And it, oh, the whole class doesn't have to write the test. Pardon <laughs> me. There's an article in the New York Times, so it's valuable. I'm gonna say a thousand dollars. Well, not close. Double. It's it's uh, five hundred oh. bucks. Five hundred bucks. Oh, but I think that's fair given my. Uh, status on TikTok and the number of followers I have. What engagements? Uh, it just says just says views, and it says I actually. Think, I think you should double it if uh, with with the right number of engagements. All right. Well, we well the time for negotiation has passed. This is my first <laughs> time doing this, so I'll, we'll talk about that more on a different podcast. Maybe on yeah. Media Nerds next yeah, week. Yeah. Let's get into that. But let's talk about Star Wars. You had a great experience. You yeah. went to um, Comic Con, Winnipeg Comic Con this year, uh, and you know, unlike other years, I mean, it's taken this version of Comic Con a couple years to gain steam because they had the pandemic yeah. and they had to come back from that and that kind of thing. But this was their first full like full-blown we are a huge comic-con and they had a number of awesome guests including a number of awesome star wars guests and you went to the panel there the mandalorian panel which took place during the strike so once again that sort of there was (laughs) there was and wasn't an impact on the panel um but it was um giancarlo esposito emily swallow carl weathers Paul Sun Young Lee. Right. 
Kim's convenience, as we call him, which is why I can't conjure up the actor's right. name. Right, and I've started calling him yeah. by name now, so now I remember his name, Paul yes. Sun Young Lee. Yes. Uh, I've uh, just because I actually saw him at the con as well. I saw him get, yeah. taking a big group photo with a bunch of Mandalorians, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And he just seems like a super nice guy. But you guys, yeah, it was I it mean, was Mandalorian panel in everything but name because they couldn't promote the Mandalorian. Oh no, it was called the Mandalorian. Oh, was panel. it? Oh, oh yes, even in name. Oh okay. I thought they couldn't that. do that. Uh, I heard um, one interview with one of the organizers saying that they couldn't call it a Star Wars panel. Uh, but maybe that was just a comment he made off off the cuff. Well, sir, I was just milling about the upstairs, and the announcement came over going, the Mandalorian panel shall be taking place soon without any indication of where it was. So I instantly sort of tried to find, did find it in a massive hall, so there was plenty of seating for everyone. There was no real fight to get seats, which is always was nice. Was it full, though? It's very full. I'd yep. say there was over 1,000 people in okay. that hall. So, yeah, it was it was good. And off the top, the guy hosting it, uh, a Comic-Con flunky, he comes out and goes, because of the strike, we really, it's okay if you take still photographs, but please, but, uh, oh no, was it not okay? No, still photographs, okay, video, not okay. So right. don't take video. So he first introduces Emily Swallow, and she comes out and she goes, I'm so excited. I can't wait to shoot this on video. And then (laughs) clearly did not hear anything that he just said and hits record, and then Carl Weathers comes out. You know, Then they all come running out um, to to applause, and right away the message is, we can record this. Uh, Now, I didn't. I didn't. But other people did? Oh yeah! Like oh, the second she the second she broke it open, it was sort well, of. Well, I thought that was her making a joke about oh, it. Oh no! Like... <laughs> no, no, no! It she appeared to just be unfamiliar with the announcement that had just been made. That's pretty funny. I think she was clowning around backstage with her fellow actors. Yes, she seemed, yes. She seems to have a great sense of humor and a good rapport with everybody, and I think she was she clearly was pumped to be there. Yeah. And uh, and I also think that so so uh, so she so it was great to see her. Uh, and it was great to see the panel, and they were sort of – it was interesting because there was a lineup of a 1,000 people who wanted to ask questions. It would have been easy to get the, to the mic first, but, you know, everyone's kind of shy at first. Um, and they did a little talk beforehand, just a little. Each one got to talk a bit. I can't remember what the overall question was, and people could ask whatever they wanted to ask. And it became like each actor brought um, his or her personality – uh, to the table, and it was a lot of fun. Like, I thought it was worth – it was 50 bucks to go to Comic-Con or something. Yeah. I thought that alone was worth it. So um, Carl Weathers said he had never watched Kim Kim's Convenience before acting with his co-star and said – and now he has watched it. And he's like, that it's it's great. And he goes, I love that. I love it. And somebody asked him to do the uh, – to do the uh, predator handshake, which he did with uh, like the, the still on the well, muscle. Yeah, he's, um, his muscles aren't that big anymore. And people were generally most interested to ask Giancarlo questions because of Breaking Bad. Right, of course. They're like, hey, the chicken man. Like they all had yeah. sort of the thing they wanted to, the shtick. And he was game for it. And Carl Weathers enjoyed every question. Uh, he, he and, um, and it became clear. So Emily and Paul are newcomers right. to, uh, to acting and to sort of notoriety. So they sort of were more in awe of the other two, sitting, and especially Carl Weathers. And it turns out Paul is just like the humblest, nicest, happy to just be part of the Star Wars universe. I've never seen a more humble, like very Canadian. Yeah. In his, in his humility, like, oh, no, no, you're a great actor. No, it's not me. Yeah, you're yeah, a yeah. great actor. Like a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they seem to draw a line at the at 
there's a thin line between talking about what they do on the show and promoting the show. Yeah. So there's some stuff where they were happy to answer, other stuff where they were kind of uh, a little more gar- like a little more like, oh, I'd like to answer that, but a little bit like that. But one of the big surprises, and this is where I wish we could have been rolling video, and somebody probably did, but Giancarlo had a couple moments from the stage where he was um, like a preacher, where he just took the mic, he got up, and he and he started talking about the war, about uh, about human humanity, and like being, the war in Israel. That yes, war, oh being, wow, and being a being human beings, and he and I remember, and I remember thinking like any one of these sound bites would be incredible. It would go viral if you shared it, not for bad, but for good reasons. Where he basically said, "We're all human beings." And and we have shared humanity, and we react certain ways, and we and and he sort of talked about what it means to be a human being, and then he went, the war overseas it weighs on us as as human beings, it weighs on me, I feel it wherever I go, and don't you feel it too? And it was just a very an impassioned, probably across those two subjects, he probably spoke for at least ten minutes, maybe wow. twelve minutes. And it was so good. And if we could have been shooting the video, I thought, oh, there were some really nice moments in that. Well, there speed. you go. And At he was there for fired it. up. He was fired up. And then when he was done, he sat down. and was like, hmm, like, huh? I'm happy again. <laughs> it's great. All right. Well, Next us. question. You're seeing a lot. I see lots of clips like that uh, yeah. across social media, TikTok, and that kind of stuff with uh, on various things. Although oftentimes it's just like. Celebrities dishing dirt on each other for various things that happen on yeah. set. But it's nice when they do that and um, and kind of speak their mind on something that's not related to anything they're doing, yeah. but it's something that is still important, right? And, yeah. and a lot of people can connect to that. So that's, that's awesome. I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a Star Wars panel as good as this at Comic-Con, except for maybe that one time David Prowse came. And he did a little uh, speaker slot, and then in the evening he did his one man show. Okay. And I just remember that was so cute and nice, and and I left there just going that you know I really got a great sense of what this guy is about, and and it, and the human being behind Darth Vader. I don't know that I've ever seen one. Well, there was the one you did with Watto. No, no, there was a, weren't enough people in the audience. That was good though. Yeah, I enjoyed fun. and I enjoyed meeting him, and yeah. I and he did the voice. He was so nice, and there was like ten people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the, the theater, he that and he was like, "What?" I remember when he came out. He was where, and I went, "It's an intimate crowd." That's what we call like <laughs> when nobody shows up. Yeah. but I think they were trying to charge extra for people to get. It was in. very it was confusing. Weird. They had yeah. a thing where they said it's five dollars for priority seating, oh. where it was not necessary to have priority no. seating in that space because everybody could see. Scared everybody off. It did. Yeah, yeah. everybody's like, "Why would I pay an extra five dollars for something I should?" You're right. It's included in the cost of the con, and when you have a good guest lineup like they had at this convention, it makes it worth the admission. Yeah. That alone is worth the price of admission. It was. And that one panel, right? Yeah, That's it. it. You was. didn't even see anything else. I mean, the Trailer Park Boys were there. If you're into that um i walked past the autographs and saw everybody signing but there's one person who i did not see who was missing i don't remember who it was there's somebody who wasn't there michael who's, rooker who's that he's uh he's the blue guy from galleries of the galaxy with the, oh, yeah. with the fin on his head that he guy? was not there well he was there at some point but he was probably limited i would, wouldn't be surprised to hear see he was only there for the one day or something like that okay yeah they, I do, missed that, him. they do that kind of stuff uh trailer park boys apparently were there the whole yeah. weekend and they stayed in character the whole time which is insane to me 
but they do. Yes. Uh, they probably take breaks and stuff like that. But my um, a colleague of mine at uh, CTV got a five minute interview with them, and he was over the moon. He was just thrilled at it. Yeah. And he was like a huge fan and had a great like interaction with them and that kind of stuff. So and they were in character. So I think that's really cool. And we should also point out that Ray Park, oh, Darth Maul himself, probably had the longest line all weekend. Uh, a re- uh, but I don't know what he was asking for autographs and photos, which and sometimes it's all about price point. Because I saw Robert Patrick there, as I mentioned. Yes, that and, was the other one. I was and I of. and I and I was like, oh my god, I'd love to get my. And there he is, standing right there. And it's weird to see him in person after seeing him in so many shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I think I would like my photo with Robert Patrick. And I asked eighty dollars, and I go, does it come with an autograph? No, that's another eighty dollars. It's like one hundred and sixty. I would just pay eighty for the photograph. I think that's. I don't care about the autograph. I don't care about that. The photograph actually captures the moment. Autograph is like adds value to it somehow. I guess if you want to sell well, it, yeah, a value add. I I was looking for a little bit more for my eighty dollars. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. That seems pretty reasonable to me for Robert Patrick for a photo op. Although, like, to, you should get some kind of bundle deal when you do both of them, like yeah. eighty dollars or, or or like one hundred and forty for this the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I gonna say about that? Oh man, I forgot now. Hold on. The pricing, Robert Patrick. Well, no, it was something about Ray Park. Ray Park, yes, I think that um, it could be just because of the era that he, part of Star Wars he's from, the prequel era, which had a lot of merchandise, which had a lot of people probably wanting him to sign their dollar Darth Maul figures from twenty years ago, and that's yeah. going to be worth a lot now because Ray Park has signed it. So that's I guarantee that's one of the reasons why his lineup was. So I would have got him to sign a Darth Maul figure, but I forgot to bring it with me. I thought I'll just buy one there. And there was not a lot of Star Wars merch on sale. Yeah, it, I must be, that. it must be said that there was, there was less than ever before, which is weird. Well, I think people they're they're maybe Disney's clamping down on who can sell Star Wars merch on that kind of thing. I don't so know. I don't, or it's not selling, or I don't know. I found the the show floor to be interesting, and it's evolving. And my friends, um, yeah. anybody who's interested in listening to the, all that's going can listen to Super Pulp Science, where my friends Gregory and Justin talk about their experience at the con as, mm-hmm. as artists. Uh, and at New York Comic Con, they were Justin went to New York Comic Con uh, this oh, year. Oh, Justin, my former student. Justin Curry. Right. Yes. Yeah, oh, did you yeah. have him? Yeah, I, yeah, taught yeah. Him, I taught him in the graphic design there, class. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see him. I, I went to his booth, but he, uh, he was not there. He's always the either busy or yeah. on a break. Yeah. But um, yeah, he uh, went to New York Comic Con and had some complaints about the way they're writing things there. But it's a big, I think an overall commercialization is the word I would use for the, um, yeah. like it used to be more people selling their own private collection or yeah. toys and that kind of stuff. Now it's like giant panda uh, ziggurat of like whatever that is, that big neon panda sign that was right in the middle there, like selling just basically it's the same prints and stuff you can buy anywhere. It doesn't yeah. seem to be really unique. Or no. interesting, and yeah, not a ton of Star Wars. You're right, you're right, not a ton of Star Wars stuff, and I didn't really realize it but until now. Th- the other things, in terms of costumes, like Mar- oh, yeah. Marvel and Star Wars are kind of, like, there's always people wearing, like, I saw that, I saw the Mandalorians, the people who dress like Mandalorians, and that was cool and stuff, but it was far more anime than I've ever seen before, and similarly with the booths. It was far more anime-related merch and clothing, I just and, and I mentioned to you the the surprise gift bag, which, yes, which uh, has the, the taken, blind box, blind bag, blind box. Thing. Yeah, which yeah. has taken over the uh, like in a way that I found mm. to be shocking, and and people are buying bag after bag of mystery merch. Like, how about I just see what I'm buying? That that that's what I want. I don't want the mystery merch. Well, it's like those. Remember those? Who cares? Um, those. What was it? When we were kids, it was like those little. Uh, it was called a grab bag. I think it was just literally yeah. a, p- a paper bag with a bunch of cheap toys in it, and it had like a 
a cheap yep. graphic on the front. It was stapled shut, and you just got a bunch of toys. You was, paid a dollar for it, but it was not a dollar's no, worth of stuff. In it was there. never good. You learn <laughs> you learn early on that it was not going to right, be good. Yeah, so that's kind of like, but that the whole blind boxing is huge. Rhett and Link just but did why? an episode today because people like being surprised. But I it's guess so, it's how old are you? Two? I don't know. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to bring it home, and then I'm going to open a special gift to myself. You might get one good thing in there after spending like thirty bucks on like, this thing. I know. I, I don't know. I, I get it from the perspective of there. Uh, I got some kids. I need something to buy them that'll be a surprise later on. It won't cost me as much well, as if I buy some big item or something. Yeah. So I get it from that perspective. But it was not that that I saw. It was not people like that who I saw buying it. Oh, that's interesting. I think it's it's, weird. price is a part of it. If it's a cheaper yeah. item, people will buy more of it just because they want to buy something and they don't want to spend 200 bucks on whatever they can spend. Like, you can spend all kinds of crazy money. I see people walking out with these swords, yeah. these giant swords. I'm like, oh, my God, how much did that cost? Like, it's insane. How it much is insane. But um, And that's really what it's like. Again, commercialization is what's happening here. But it's... Um, I don't know. It's just interesting to see kind of the development of this over the last more than 10 years now that we've been really yeah. going to these events and seeing how they've been kind of evolving, right? Anything else? Do you see any other panels or anything else while you're there? You just kind of took a tour of the floor uh, and saw the panel? And that walked was it? around, saw everything. Um, I noticed. I looked for my friend from Max Collectibles, who I don't oh, think Garth. was there. He wasn't there. No, I don't think he had a table. Um, and um, uh, there was um, one Star Wars, um, like the mo- like the, the upper end Hot Toys models. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I recognize that guy. That guy used to be part of the Mulvey Street Market. So I said hi to him and talked to him a little bit. There was one little booth with Star Wars stuff, but nothing that I really wanted to buy kind of at the back. Then uh, walking through the autographs, they are, they've also clamped down on don't take photos oh, yeah. from far away. But I thought you could, you probably could have. It wasn't <laughs> – when I say clamp down, they have signs saying – don't take photos. Don't take yeah. photos because, I mean, people are paying for them. I get it. Um, but at the same time, not everybody can afford that. And I think there there might be an application where you pay $5 to take a photo from far away or something. I don't know. But it just seems like it's dirty pool. I could I could have put the camera in my pocket and walked by. I think you could just take a photo with your brain and remember it and don't worry about it. Uh, Here's the thing. Well, I how think... am I supposed to boast to my friends? Well, who cares about that part? I uh, have a memory locked I in my saw... head that I Here's want you I to did. hear I'll about. Tell you, this is funny, actually, because yeah. I saw Paul Sun Young uh, Lee. Yeah. I almost called him again. I saw him. I saw him walking over with one of the Mandalorian Mercs and over to their table. They had a great setup there. They had one of those R2-D2s, R2 units set up there, the mm-hmm. remote control one. And so those guys had a great, like, you can do Star yeah, Wars stuff awesome. over there. Um, and they brought him over, and they all kind of gathered around him. And this, I mean, these guys, I'd love to see all the photos they've taken over the years. Because these yeah. guys have, like, every single Star Wars guest that's come through town, they have taken a photo with. Jeremy, um, what's his name, Boba Fett? Jeremy Bullock. Yeah, Jeremy Bullock, I remember, was the first one. But they've, I'm sure they've done everybody who's gone through here. And so they were taking a picture with him, and they're all gathered around. And I thought, oh, just take a picture. It wasn't near that area, right? It was away from that. It was actually in the club yeah. area. So I said, I'll just take a picture of them. I'm like, I wasn't, didn't want to be too obvious. And other people were doing it too. Like other people were gathered around. They noticed who he was. They were kind of like, eh, and taking a photo. And so I did that and I kind of walked, and, I, and then I looked at it and said, oh, that's fun. That's cool. And then I walked away and I looked at my photo and I couldn't really see anything. It was very shitty and blurry. And I was like, I just have a better memory of that. I'm just going to delete this. There's no point. Like, what's the point in taking that photo? Oh, I saw a famous person. Well, of course I did. I'm at a, I'm at a con where you're supposed to go see I famous guess, people. Yeah, and I guess I mean for social sharing, social media sharing, and things like that, it's 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 uh it's cool. Like there's a you know there's 
there's a billion Star Wars fans around the world, and it's nice to sort of see where these actors are. Like I always sort of, oh, I sure. sort of get a kick out of it. Like who's in Cleveland this weekend or something? And you, <laughs> and you, it's like, oh, Ray Parks in Cleveland signing autographs now. So I like it from that perspective. But you're right, I'm not saving other people's photos or something. No, no, no. Like I'm not interested. I'm not that interested. But I'm interested enough to kind of go, oh, isn't that nice? Or yeah, it's cool when they when they walk the show floor. Uh, Greg told me that Sam, uh, Ted Raimi, rather not Sam Raimi, Ted Raimi yes. was also there. Sam was supposed to be there. Yeah, he couldn't sent, make it. Sent his brother instead. Yeah. Well, no, I think they were both go, supposed to go, and then Sam couldn't make it or oh. something like that. So Ted Ted did show up, and he actually came up to Greg's table and talked to him about his art and was asking oh. about it and stuff like that. So he was actually there, like oh, cool. looking around. I guess he's not quite famous enough for people to like stop him. And, and no, I mean I would have. <laughs> I would. I know who Ted Raimi is. I know what he looks like. But, uh, yeah, I don't know that the I saw, average person would Who know did that. I see walking around? I saw somebody being ushered through. I can't remember who it was now. Well, that's now, the thing. But... He wasn't being ushered through. He yeah. was just kind of, like, wandering yeah. and had one person behind him. But it was very unobtrusive. I always think there's different ways that actors can hold themselves in terms of so everyone recognizes you or so no one does. And if you're, if you're like, wearing the trench coat and the baseball cap and your eyes and sunglasses and you're looking down, that's the international symbol for leave me alone. Yeah. And a pandemic mask, which helps. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and uh, no, one, no one can recognize you. Um, or the person who's like, here I am, <laughs> walking out. I don't think Carl Weathers has ever entered a room without going like, hey, hey all right. Like, like, <laughs> like he sort of ha- he's this giant personality. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, he spoke about he was in the CFL. Oh, that's right. Of yes. course. Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he played in Vancouver. Yes, yes. So, so there was lots of fun kind of. Oh, kind, that's awesome. Kind of, but he. That is not a guy who's going to enter a room and be a shrinking violet. But he's realize. also not a guy who's into this kind of stuff. So I think that the people who, like the guys who do yeah. walk the floor, are yeah. into this and yes. they do want to see this stuff. So that's kind of the cool part about like that. Like Paul. Like Paul. Yeah, he's and, and Ted. Paul and Ted's big adventure. <laughs> and 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 the and the trailer park boys. Oh, that would are, be fun. They were everywhere. Yeah, they're, yeah. those guys are fun. I, I guess I wish I could have spent more time see, there. See, the but. funny thing about that is, I sure I, I've seen my fair share of those shows. But for some reason, when it's a Canadian celebrity, I'm just like, mm, yeah, they're like us. Like, I, 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 I'm just not as enthralled uh, with a Canadian celebrity than I am with somebody like Robert Patrick or Carl Weathers. Well, we don't see them as much on TV. Right. Like, I, I think that, that the thing, like, Robert Patrick, for one, has been in so many different things. Um, Carl Weathers, not as much, but he's been around longer. Yeah. And he's got that kind of longevity. So I don't know. I think it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and, and it's good. I mean, they're doing a great job at that convention. Yeah. I think they're they're bringing in some great guests, and they're going to continue to do so. So I'm looking forward to seeing who comes next. And you know what? Uh, I just have to say, it just occurred to me. Emily Swallow is happy to do the armor voice for oh, yeah. anyone who wants to hear it. She'll do it on demand, and oh, she yeah. did a few times. Um, and uh, somebody goes up to the mic and says to Giancarlo, uh, you are – like it's amazing what you do in the Mandalorian. You are by all measures of the imagination my second favorite Star Wars villain. And so of course Carl Weathers loves that. He's like a second favorite. Bah, ha, ha, ha. Like wow, what a compliment <laughs> or something. And she goes, well, nobody beats Darth Vader. <laughs> Darth Vader is the best villain. Yeah. And Giancarlo is like he loved that as yeah. well. That was pretty funny. <laughs> he even good. did he did a little uh I'm the chicken man. He did a little uh oh, it was good. It was it was very nice to see that. And I think we used to just get Canadian celebrities on the on the B list at best sort of tour, and now we're getting 
it was a better collection of people signing autographs and of, of panels. And I think it's a good way to move forward with Comic-Con, with yeah. Winnipeg Comic-Con in particular. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think people are starting to build, confidence is starting yeah. to build around the event and people are coming back. And right. I don't plan on being, I don't plan on working next year. I'm planning on, on, on attending uh, so we'll see. Uh, I think I'm doing any work next year. No, I, I mean, like, I don't. Me up. Yeah, I don't plan on working during the weekend. I was working at CTV that weekend. That's why I went there. Ooh. I went there during the the my lunch, but I didn't spend a lot of time. Oh, that's terrible. That's okay. Um, okay, let's move on. We got a few uh, Star Wars. We haven't talked about Star Wars for a while, so let's talk about some Star Wars stories. I got some. I guess clickbait. We'll go back into that segment uh, this day in Star Wars clickbait. Oh, Jabba! What? Ow. What are you talking about? Me. Here's the headline. It's gonna piss people off. I assume it's it's asterisk out. It's gonna piss people off. Taika Waititi jokes his Star Wars movie will dev- divide the fandom, and he's probably right. What movie doesn't? <laughs> right. And so this is just a little. It is very much clickbait because there's no real information no. in this. It's just he he's being. I guess he's being interviewed because of his other his soccer movie he's making made. I love how they're advertising that as from the director of Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Or did they say Thor Ragnarok? They say Thor Ragnarok, right? They're not even saying Thor Love and Thunder. They're not even promoting the most recent version of that. The most recent thing he did yeah. was a piece of shit. Yeah. So from, the, from <laughs> the mind of the person who did this two movies ago. Yes, that's right. No, it's yeah. more than that for him. But anyway, yeah. he's uh, but he's got this soccer movie. So he's like, people are going to ask him about Star Wars stuff. And so apparently it's still in development. He's just taking his time. So make sure that it's. Let, hey, let me go on the record right now. This film will never see the light of day. Yeah, I agree. Don't you think I, so? I, I agree. I don't think it's going to happen. I think this is all bullshit. I just, I just, nothing feels certain no. anymore, right? No. Everything they talk about is like, let's just wait and see if this actually We've happens. had our fair share of this is a movie, it's not a movie. Yes. This is a movie, it's not a movie. Fool me ex- once, right? To the extent that this is not a movie, uh, I think it's safer to say this is not a movie than this is this is a movie. Yeah. And uh, I'll be amazed, like, what? I, I remember the logo looked like Schoolhouse Rock for yeah, this movie, yeah, yeah. Star Wars. And you kind of go, what is, you know, I don't want to see the Star, the Love and Thunder version of Star Wars. Yeah. And and I think we should be, it might be better if this movie never sees the light of day. Maybe. Okay, that's interesting. Because it's going to be jokey and clowny. Uh, the part that I like is where he says, I want to, sp- I need to write four other scripts before I give this one the proper attention. Well- <laughs> and it's like, those four are going to be stinky movies. So let's spend our time on the Star Wars one if we're going to do anything to make it good. But I don't think so. I don't think it's ever going to come out. Well, it's such a thing as stretching yourself a little too thin there, Taika. And I think that yeah. you're getting into that territory when you've got like so many other projects on the go. Well, good for him. He's he's earning money while the iron is hot, which is what anybody should do. He's right. cashing in. But for uh, over the long term, I don't think it's sustainable. Uh, next story here, Kei Hui Kwan went up to Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy and told her to please put me in the Star Wars universe. I was shameless. Yeah, they should. <laughs> and if, if the last Indiana Jones movie would have done better, I'd say. Well, he should have been in that he one. He should have been in but it. That, I think they were probably oh. making that one before everything oh. everywhere at all at once. That was what kickstarted this but, again for him, right? But no, but nonetheless, you could have you could have gone okay well, well yes he's already a character in the franchise yes. right why would you what bring him would back? make the most sense and yeah. imagine that beautiful moment where they meet up again and even if it was a cameo which could have been easy to do but I don't I don't I think it could have been the basis for a great film I really do so yeah. it's too bad it's too bad that they missed that and we'll probably never get another Indiana Jones have you seen um 
uh, Loki? He's in Loki. No, I'm okay. part, season two. Yeah, I give up. <laughs> Uncle, <laughs> I, I'm I'm I met two of my my most Marvel loving friends for ribs at the horrible St. Louis ribs. The net, the U.S. the U.S. Oh, did you have you heard of St. Louis ribs? No, it's the U.S. It's opened at the outlet mall. Oh, okay. so we went there. It's a little too bright. We sit down and we say to the server, "What are the best wings and ribs on the menu?" And she goes, "I hate wings and ribs." And that's the way, and that's how it all started. That's okay? a vote of confidence. And we're like, wow, uh, we can see why they hired you. Like, woo. Um, and so they love Marvel, and they said, are you watching Loki season two? And I said, no, I'm not. And they said, neither are we. And and it sort of became a, we're tired. Yep. That's it's it's superhero yeah. fatigue, and it it's, is. it's not just Marvel; it's for DC as well. Because yeah. I don't, I don't think DC ever really picked up as much steam as Marvel did. No. in the end, but yeah, everyone's talking about the like the Marvels open this weekend. Nobody cares about that Nobody because cares. that one that one takes like characters from the yeah. series that they've been releasing and then puts it all together in a movie. Yeah. Sounds good on paper, but people just don't care enough about it to go to the movies. I think getting people to go to the movies is much more difficult than it used to be. Oh, and I think the movie theater is in massive trouble. That's another media nerds we could do. Oh, for sure. We have to we, come back to it after yeah. the, after things ramp up. I think we're strike. in big, big trouble at the movie theater. Yeah, it could be. And I also don't think, like, Brie Larson is a legitimate Marvel hero that people enjoyed seeing in some big, in, a, in one big movie in particular. Um, but adding sort of the B list to the A list is just, I think I know what they want at Marvel. They want the B list actors to become A list, A list characters because then you don't have to pay them as much. Right. And so I get what they're trying to do. But it's just nobody wants to see a collection one star with the collect with the B team. They just don't want to see it. It's also a matter of too much content, right? They're just yeah. they're cranking it out too fast yep. and, and just overloaded. There's too much stuff to keep track of. Nobody's gonna watch all of it anymore to keep nope. it to keep it all uh, straight. And um, and it's interesting because they tried doing that with Star Wars and they made, they immediately pulled back on it. Like Solo was that attempt. They tried to release a second Star Wars movie yep. after like right after another one. Nobody watched it. They backed off immediately on that strategy. And so for Star Wars, they've I mean pretty much stopped making movies altogether at this point. We don't know what's going on with that, which I think is interesting as well. Yeah. So I think they just went in too hard on Disney Plus in general. Is what they they've they've done. Well, now you have got people to subscribe on the basis of seeing movie quality stuff. And if you take that back, you're going to get a whole bunch of people who cancel their... But it's not just them. It's Netflix. It's yep. HBO. It's all the sure. streaming services are creating movie quality stuff. And so that's, you know, I think you, you might to. see, like, this could be the next dot-com thing where it's going to burst because they've been focusing so much on growth these first, you know, 10 years or so. They're actually not making the money they, they say they're making. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that stuff works. I mean, I'm, I'm going to try the... Um, I've decided to try the Netflix with advertising Ooh. option. Uh, not oh. yet, uh, but whenever I can't remember, my mom's got. I'm using my mom's free trial right now, or or her discount, mm-hmm. and then uh, once that expires, we're gonna switch over. See, I watched BlackBerry on CBC Gem. BlackBerry uh, was a, yes. a fine film, but they've turned it into a three part series because they had there's more footage than what was in the film. Okay, and I watched it as a three part series with ads. And um, they show you where the breaks are going to be in the film. You can see it when you pause it. Yeah. So you can time going to the bathroom, <laughs> anything. Like, like you can look and see where the marks are for the ad insertion. Okay. It wasn't as irritating as it has been in the past. I think they're getting a little bit better about where to put ads. 
Yeah, they are. Yeah. In general, I think the uh, the online video streaming. We'll talk about this again. And it's another mediator's topic, but it's the I can see the uh, environment shaping up quite well as far as the video. Some of the services aren't as good as others, but um, yeah, it's interesting times for sure. We're seeing like you know they're just kind of they're just testing out to see what's annoying and then backing off a little. <laughs> Or, right? Unless you're YouTube, right. in which case we're well, going to go all in on torturing you until you pay for a subscription. No, no, no. I actually think YouTube is the best at, at doing oh. their advertising. So, again, oh. great topic for media nerds. Let's keep I let's, think it's oh. rotten. Rotten to the core. Okay. I'll well, leave it at that. We'll, we'll, we'll continue this discussion maybe next week. But let's uh, – anything else to add about Star Wars before we leave? The only other story I had here is, again, a little bit clickbait saying things are moving from Mandalorian Season 4, which is yeah. to say that they're – I think they're starting production. But, I mean, who knows when – well, I, I don't think we've heard anything about an Ahsoka season two. I uh, I, <laughs> I'd be I, surprised to hear that at this point. I yeah. think that we're going to see, honestly, we're going to see a big shutdown of everything. They're not going to announce anything new for a little while, and they're yeah. going to like produce, hopefully, maybe they'll produce Taika Waititi's. I don't know. But, no, no, it's no, not happening. So. That's not okay. going to happen. No, I don't think it'll happen at all. But I think, uh, you know, I think we can count on The Mandalorian being the Star Wars tentpole for the time being. And then, depending on how the other stuff does, and we don't really know. I mean, we're going to get um, Skeleton Crew still, right? And um, the Acolyte. And if anything, if those are hits, if people love those, then uh, there'll be more of an appetite to see it all come together with Ahsoka and uh, with the Mandalorian lead. I think the Mandalorian and Grogu have to be the stars of the final. Yeah, the face film. of the franchise. They right have. Now. I think they have to yeah. be. You know, no matter what, that that that's where this has to go. Do you think part of the problem yeah. is that they can't measure the success of these shows? Like they can't show us, or they refuse to show us the numbers, so that we don't know how many people people are actually watching it. We used to have a measure of success by box office with movies, right, or ratings when it yeah. was television. Uh, but now we don't like these companies are keeping this all stuff all secret. But that bill that means that we do, has no meaning to us. We're yeah. more in, likely to get on board with something that we see as popular, right? Maybe. But I mean, there's there's views, there's new subscriptions, but they don't tell us those stuff. They don't there's tell us any who of that completes stuff. the show, yeah. how fast do they watch the show? Like there there's there's lots of different metrics that they have access to that um, they and I was, and then the social media bounce uh, when each episode comes out, and I think you know it's all of that combined into one metric. And Nielsen has been trying to come up with this for about. 20 years now. Oh, I'm sure uh, <laughs> our they, guys and, have as well. Yeah, and they've been unsuccessful at kind of doing They, they had a, a metric that they keep threatening to reveal and they never do. Um, so until we have that, we you know, we, we go on the corporate announcements for each of these streamers, and I don't know how much of the, that you can Like, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to me when someone says it's the number one stream. Like, said that for Ahsoka. Yeah. It's our highest streaming series yeah. ever. What the hell does that mean? I don't know how many people that means, that, that refers to, right? And it has no meaning for me because of that. That's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vettabunker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you in the ass. <laughs> Now I am the master.